Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. Yo, what up, everyone? Uh, welcome into a Sunday edition of Snaps. <clears throat> it's very early in the morning. Very excited to be here. We love doing this. We're going live today because we have some massive news. Jimbo Fisher mm. out at AM. Uh, real quick, I apologize for my voice. You already know what it is, though, dude. I mean, I sit there on a mic all Saturday and I smoke and drink, and it is what it is. So let's get into it. Aaron, first off, how are we feeling? You look amazing, as always. You've already been up like watching film and stuff, I believe, correct? Yes, since uh, five thirty-six this morning, trying to catch up, and then the breaking news with with Jimbo at A and M that just broke what ten minutes ago. So excited to kind of talk about what we saw yesterday on the football field. Talk a little Jimbo as well, but another good Saturday. Congratulations on the win, and yeah, Jaden for Heisman, Jaden Daniels uh, for Heisman. Unless you don't know football, yeah. So so we'll talk UJ. So Jimbo, UJ, Ole Miss, Jaden. Oregon, USC, Washington, Utah, Missouri, Tennessee, so stick around. It's going to be a fun show. Now, Jimbo Fisher, uh, apparently, uh, officially out. Let me, let, me, let me read the exact um, tweet here that was uh, sent to our group. Um, Texas A&M, the Board of Regents met. Oh, my God. I'm fucking this up. Here we go. Per multiple, this is from Billy Lucci, TexAx.com. Like, the man basically knows everything that goes on at Texas A&M in every little shadow everywhere. Uh, breaking per multiple sources, Texas A&M set to part ways with Jimbo Fisher as early as today. Decision was reached to the recommendation of the athletic department slash university president during last Thursday's board of regents meeting. So this is not like a reaction to a single game. Um, granted, it kind of feels like one to losing Elaine Kiffin for three years in a row. Uh, but Jimbo Fisher officially out and it's. I don't know. I, I like, do you think, I, I don't know, probably getting paid 70 plus million dollars not to work. Like that's like, maybe they reached a, a, a buyout of some sort, right? Something more. Why would he though? Why would he? Why, yeah, why, why would he? 
I know, what, I know. What, yeah, what, what is not. Jimbo? What, 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 why? Oh yeah, fire me, and I'll, I'll, I'll just, I'll walk away for forty or fifty. Unless he just is so sick of the situation that he's, he wants to walk. But if I'm him, I get all the power. Jimbo has all the power. Fire my ass. Yeah, so million dollars. So I mean, I would actually like to celebrate and congratulate Jimbo Fisher yeah. because he pulled off something I just that shouldn't be possible Mm-mm. among human beings. I mean, I'm talking like if if if, if we look throughout all of human history, um, and, and maybe some history nerds in the chat can help us out here, but I don't know that you will have ever found someone Mm-mm. who gets fired and then gets you know whatever the time period's equivalent wealth is. Of $75 million. I mean, it's just, it's just all time fucking good. Congratulations, mm-hmm. Jimbo. You can get all the rances now. You can finally chill. You don't have to worry about all these weird ass Aggie people constantly on your nuts 24 seven. Like you can go live wherever the hell you want. You can provide for your family for generations. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to Jimbo Fisher. It's, it's mm-hmm. actually incredible for him. Oh, it's unbelievable. I it's, but it's not just the $76 million. You know, I've talked about this before T it's, it's, now having to possibly buy out another coach from his current contract, if if you go that route, and then paying him and his new staff. I mean, this is going to be ninety plus hundred million. million. It's a hundred yeah, million. million. Just call that. We'll just call it an even hundo. Yeah, this is a hundred million dollar ordeal that's taking place in College Station right now. You you are eating a hundred million dollars <laughs> because they're not going to just get some average coach. They're not going to go out there and get. Uh, no offense, but uh, you know Billy Napier. Right? They're going to get a proven power five coach. They think that they can come in there, take over a program that is littered with four and five stars, yeah. incredible facilities, uh, resources, fan base, stadium in the best conference. They, it's, it's, it's the perfect situation for any coach. So they're going to go out there and get someone who they believe can win and win next year. This isn't a rebuild. This is a beautiful situation for any coach. It's a dream situation. It really um, is. Well, it's, it's only okay, well, okay, okay, but see, but therein lies the problem, Aaron, is that on paper, A and M is a dream situation, but it's almost like Stepford Wives or something. Like, or there's like, like everything on the outside looking in looks great, but then once you actually move in the neighborhood, you figure out that like everybody's fucking each other. This people's murdering and burying him in the backyard. Like there's just like something. Is it though, or is it just Jimbo? Or was it just no, Jimbo? Bro, it's, been, it's been 50 years. It's been ever since Bear Bryant left them. They've always had all the elements. They've always had the buy-in. They've always had the facilities. They've always had the money. Um, and I get that now in the NIL era, they can lean on the money even more. Right. Yes. So that's impactful. But but no, they, they bro, they haven't won a conference. They, 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 they've, 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 they've never had a roster like this, though. They, they've never had a roster as good as they've had right now. Like that is also a missing piece. But my point is, Bear Bryant left them in the fifties, and they they just haven't won anything since. And if you look at all their peers that they would compare to, where on paper you would say, yes, they have all the advantages that this school has. They should have fallen into some conference championships somewhere along the way. Fallen into maybe even like a single eye. So, so I you think of the you think of the past you think you think of the past couple of decades or even prior to when they joined the SEC. I mean, you were still going when Texas was rolling, when Oklahoma was rolling. Like that was that's that's hard to kind of get. We we talked about them being. But what's the difference younger now? Brother. The difference now is that now, then you jump into the SEC and then you got in the middle of of you know SEC West with Nick Saban during the greatest dynasty that we've ever seen. Yeah, well, you know, now, it's, now, it's, now it's Kirby Smart with the best dynasty you've ever I agree. seen, and, and it's Brian Kelly, and it's I'm just saying, like, the, Texas coming into the conference. Over the past two years, two two decades, this is the best 
most talented roster that AM has had. And you, I thought you brought up a good point too. Like they can use NIL to a major advantage for them. So I think it is different. I do think right now they're more positioned because of the landscape and what, what Jimbo kind of built from a roster standpoint to have success immediately. So this I want to be clear. I'm not saying you're wrong. I think you're absolutely right. But there's the we- that's just the weird dark magic of AM is that for some reason it just keeps going wrong. Like Jimbo Fisher should have been thing. I think it's a Jimbo thing. I think it's a Jimbo thing more than an AM thing. Okay, but also he did build this roster with all that, you he know, did. all that talent. Like the, the next guy better be able to recruit at the same level that Jimbo did. Um, yeah, I, I, okay, we, okay, there's so many different ways we could talk about this. We can get into candidates here in a minute. Um, first, let's kind of do a, 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 what do you call it when you look at a dead body? Like a autopsy? Oh, yes, let's do an autopsy. Thank you, Aaron. God, look at you. Smart guy. Wow, you sound there. so surprised that I actually knew a word. I appreciate it, though. Don't well, it's not very wow. often that I'm the one <laughs> searching for the, uh, you know, the 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 vocabulary. I'm like, I, I tend to love it. Um, uh, fuck you. You're you're the meathead, okay? We all know this. You're QB1. You're just out here <laughs> trying to KP, Kenny Powers, bang girls. Um, let's do an autopsy on the Jimbo Arid A&M. Mm. Where did it, what like what went so wrong? Why why when he put together the the most talented class we've ever seen in our lives, um, incredible amounts of buy-in, incredible mm. facility upgrades that again he deserves credit for because he is the figure that's giving everybody confident enough to make these moves. Why did it all go so wrong? Well, I, I think for me the first thing is he he made some really bad decisions at the quarterback spot. Uh, Kellen Mond was a good quarterback, good college quarterback. And that's when they yep. had their most success. I know it was the COVID year and, and, you know, you and I've, you know, we've talked about that enough of like, you know, does a COVID year count or not? It was still a really good year for him. It was a great year. With nine and one, all SEC games, nine and one. But after that, he, he hitched his wagon to the wrong horse. He had an in-state mm-hmm. guy. Um, I'm drawing a blank right now, quarterback for Georgia Tech now, Haynes King. And everyone who knows the quarterback position knew that like this kid just is not the right answer. And it was always kind of head scratching to me of like why is Jimbo playing this guy and and the offense just fell off I think also too the fact that he took so long to give up those play calling duties to allow someone to evolve the offense you couple that with you know really subpar quarterback play and then this year too it didn't help that Connor Wegman you know was injured I still don't think that there's this massive drop from Wegman to 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 um Max Johnson at all but it was just already the the seat was already so warm that any small step backwards from a year ago or even major step backwards was going to be magnified even more. So I think, yeah. you know, not evolving the offense, not bringing in someone soon enough to kind of take that off your plate. And then some really bad quarterback decisions over the past few years that really stalled this offense. And you were brought in to be an offensive guy. Like I always say, like if you're, if you're, if it to me nowadays, you know, I want to coach that win or lose, at least entertain me, at least score points, at least make it a 30, 40 point game where I walk away saying that was fun. We lost, but it was fun. If you can do both, then you might get a long ass contract. Jimbo didn't win football games and he didn't produce offensively consistently. So that's where I think it gets a bit fascinating is it it almost has a feeling of like a, like a Dolphins Dante Culpepper where Mm -hmm. you got him when he was already done. You just didn't know he was done yet. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like now we can look back and we can look at those last years of Florida State. And at the time, we kind of gave Jimbo a free pass. We said, you know, it was more about Florida State. And 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 he had that run where he had like EJ Manuel and, and it crescendoed with Jameis Winston, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and yeah, and we thought, but we thought that, that was Jimbo making them great. And it is, you know, 
it is. It, you know, it's both, right? Both sides got to work together to create greatness, create a championship. But we start to score it with the benefit of hindsight now. And you're like, well, yeah, maybe some of that, maybe like a little more of that was Jameis that we thought originally. Mm-hmm. And, and then you look at like the fall at Florida State and you're like, well, maybe that wasn't just because Florida State, like, when you give him resources and, and, and you see that, wait, he actually hasn't had good offense ever since yeah. 2013. And you realize that at a certain point, the game passed Jimbo by, but mm-hmm. the problem is um, you just didn't know it at the time. And that's why they say hindsight's 2020. So to me, the, the, the entire hiring was actually like, when I look back on it, it was flawed from its inception, but, but, but here's what A&M's got to learn. Cause here's that dumb shit. And we're going to get to the super chat. So thank you. But here's that dumb shit that, um, it's like part of the reason why I think A&M does have this weird juju. They gave this man a national championship plaque the mm. day he got hired. Like, what the fuck are we talking about? Is that not sports jinx 101? Mm. Like, like that is like the most base level. You never, ever do this much less publicly. Like they did it publicly. It's, it's, it's just the, it's the, it's, it shows such a fundamental misunderstanding of what it takes to win a championship. And it kind of feels a little entitled, you know, mm-hmm. it, it does feel like the classic rich kid who's just going to, he's like, I'm just going to spin my way out of any problem. Mm-hmm. I'm going to spin my way to excess. What was that asshole kid that, um, uh, that, that, that he was like drunk driving. He killed a the family. They tried to run away to Mexico. He was suffering from affluenza. That's what he tried to claim in court. Texas A&M is suffering from affluenza. They have to understand that money alone does not win championships. You have to go out there. You have to do the hard work. You got to build it from the ground up and you got to earn it. And and they Mm -hmm. obviously didn't understand that from day one with Jimbo. And what's crazy now, every money, all money spent on a buyout comes with the opportunity cost Mm -hmm. of now you can no longer pay the players the $70 million Mm -hmm. that you're going to have to pay Jimbo, which is devastating and doubly frustrating in the, uh, in the NIL era. Yeah, especially as Texas joins the SEC. And right now, Texas is alone at top of the Big 12. Yeah. Uh, and look like the big favorite to, to not only win the Big 12, but possibly get into the playoff. And you know, you're dealing. And I think that goes into part of it, too. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that AM fans are looking at this like Texas has rolling. Sarkeesian has this thing going in the right direction. They have a chance to not only win their conference, but be in the playoffs. And we're kind of sitting here fumbling, bumbling, can't figure out offense. You know, once again, not going to compete in the SEC championship. Looks like we're going to have an eight win season this ain't good enough. And now we, we have to truly compete with Texas year in and year out in this state. A change needs to be happening. And, and it, and I know the $76 million is a lot of money, but when we've broken down the past, like you, you either bite the bullet now or do it in two or three years when it's what $20 million difference. Like to these people, what's the difference of waiting two more years to have what you yeah, already yeah, are getting? Yes. Yes. $55 million instead of 75. Like if you, it's yeah. your six. This is as good as Jimbo is going to do. You have the roster. You have the talent. You have the four and five-star guys. You've accumulated uh, enough of those guys on that team. Or like I said at the beginning, you put any elite coach on that roster right now, that's a 9-10-11 win football team. And he just can't get it done. So like, if it's not getting done this year, it ain't going to get done in two years. So for that state and those boosters is really an extra $15 million just to just rip the Band-Aid off now. That important? Obviously not. That's the genius of uh, Jimmy Sexton, right? He built this in such a way that there was never really any great financial relief Mm -mm. on the other side. So like we talked about, what's the difference between 50 and 70? 
not two years worth, not to yeah. them. Not to them. Um, Jack Mazzell with a five dollar super chat. What is more cringe, shingles or the Tex A M Midnight Holler? Mm. Um, both are painful. Uh, but I don't even think the mid. I actually love. Well, okay, first off, I like all AM's culty shit. That's like why college football is cool. But Midnight Holler is not the weirdest thing. Did you? I just learned this this season, Aaron, that after every home win, mm-hmm. the cadets rush the field and carry the yell leaders on their shoulders to a fountain outside the stadium. They then dump the yell leaders into the fountain who swim around and do like their movements and all the cadets like cheer and like chant and shit. It's, it is so <laughs> bizarre, but I'm with you in the sense of, like, I, I love it. Cause it's what makes college football special. Yes. You don't get yes. that anywhere yes. else. Yes. I would never do it. I would never yeah. want to be a part of it, but it is interesting looking at it from afar. We're like, okay, good for you guys. You're not, you're uh, not embarrassed of the weirdness. Brad David, five dollars super chat. What's next for Jimbo? Does he retire? Go be a coordinator uh, somewhere. I think he retires, bro. Right for sure. Go live your life. Go give live your life. And, and plus, if, if he, he's like got to be sixty something, um, uh, yeah. So so now fifty years old. Fifty. Okay. Yeah. 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 Go retire. Older. So well, yeah, that's what being a Texas animal will do to you. So mm-hmm. here here's what kind of sucks for all of us though. None of us are A and M fans. I love Jimbo at AM, you know? I mean, that's a team that LSU is probably going to end up having to deal with every year when the SC goes to nine games. Like, I loved uh, having AM uh, Jimbo there because it meant that AM sucked. I'm scared mm-hmm. of AM actually hitting on a great coach. So let's talk potential candidates. A lot of people are chatter saying landing. There's no way land. I don't know. $20 million dollar buyout from Oregon. $20 million dollar but, buyout. But, but not even that. Like, I, I, I First, that would be so sad for Oregon. I don't know why it keeps happening to them if that did. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think Dan Landing is very much proving that he feels like he can win a championship at Oregon. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't think that man sees They look damn good. We'll break that game down. They look damn good last night for COC. I, I don't think that's a lot. I think there's there's a couple names that, that run to my mind. And we do appreciate everyone Sunday morning jumping in the chat with us. I think we got over 300 people watching now. Hey, Make sure you go, hit the y'all. like. Hit, hit the, the like, button. hit yeah. the subscribe, uh, road to 8K. We are getting very close. So we appreciate y'all early Sunday morning hanging out with T-Bob and I as we do the, our reactions. Uh, the, the two top candidates that come for me or come to mind for me are, you know, Elko, which I'll let you talk about him because I know you're more on that. But I think well, Lane Kiffin, I think Lane Kiffin to me oh, yeah. is, is, yeah. is the perfect, a guy that has had a lesser roster, but has beat you for three straight years. Like you've gone against him. You've seen what Lane Kiffin can do. And he's won three straight damn years. I think the one negative is you know, there's something about Lane going against uh, Nick Saban and just how that kind of throws him off. But there's still, I, to my mind, I like look at it as there's a major roster difference between where Alabama is and where Ole Miss is. Lane should never win that football game. Now I would like to see what he looks like going against Kirby, going against yeah. Nick with actually a roster that could compete against those guys. So he's beat you three times in a row. He's about to go 10 and two this season in the sec. Um, I think he, to me, he would be my favorite. And I think you can get him a little bit more cheap of when it comes to a buyout than necessarily going after a landing where you have to pay $20 million. Yeah, bro, but also, like, I don't think Lanning's going to leave. I don't, I don't yeah, think, I don't think wants, why would the fuck would Lanning leave and join the sec when the big 10 is going to be good, but infinitely more winnable. I agree. In the SEC, like the rest of the Big Ten outside the Big Three are trash. And, and, and it's not like a money difference. Oregon has a ton of money. Yeah. Oregon's going to get a lot of money in the new Big Ten deal. So it's not like, oh, I got to go to the SEC to kind of keep pace if I want to win a championship. If you're a part of Big Ten or the SEC, 
you're going to have the resources to win a championship. So I agree. Like, I, I don't see the big lore unless now, you're like now, looking at recruiting, you know, leaving Oregon to go to Texas to, to get maybe a better roster eventually, but that's about it. Now I will say this. Um, that's not to say there won't be whispers because oh, yeah. all the names we're about to mention are going to get paid. It is officially extension season, boys. Lock him up. Like, I don't yep. know where, I don't know where Lane ends up, but I know he ends up with another raise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, and, and look, I agree that I think Lane's the problem. Yeah, but Ole Miss is, can't afford it, though. No, Ole I Miss know. don't get the money for that. Well, then he's going to go to AM. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, who else is out there? Who else is out there? You, okay. you want Elko, though. Well, 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 I don't know because now Lane is on the verge of winning 10 games in the regular season of Ole Miss twice in three years, something that had never been done before. Mm-hmm. Um, and Elko's great, but I feel like AM thinks they're better than Elko. Yeah. Uh, I, I doubt they would go after him. Um, Dion, no, too early, I, a year too early. I think early. Well, I think for him, unfortunately, his son and Travis can't leave, they can't transfer again. He's not oh, okay, leave. yeah, so he's stuck. I yeah. think, I think it's the number one thing. I think he would not leave that's, yeah, he's, so he's that's a year too early, yeah, yeah, a year too early for him. Plus, um, I, I, I said this before, like, I don't think Dion. Is much of a difference from Jimbo. Like Dion's great at rebuilding a program, no doubt about it. Like he can bring the energy, the juice, the excitement, bring in the recruits. Anim has all that. They they got all the the recruits. They got all yeah. the excitement. Like they need an X's and O's guy now to kind of take those players to another level. And I don't think Dion necessarily is that brand of coach that would be much of a, a, a a, that much of a bigger impact in my mind. Do you look at what Liberty is doing right now? Look at what Coastal Carolina is doing. If you no, wanted a hot no, up and comer, would no, you ever give no, it to a Jamie no. Chadwell? Nope. Nope. Okay. I love well, Jamie. I love Jamie, but this is a roster that's built to win right now. Well, Jamie would win right now. Jamie showed up at Liberty and now their quarterback's like top five in the nation yeah, and everything, but, along but Liberty, with like Jane Daniels. But Hugh Freeze left Liberty in a spot they were they were one of the best power five. Yeah, but look at how like, bad there was he, a massive roster difference between them and everyone else. No, okay, but fair. But at Coast Carolina, look at the success he had. Yeah, it happened agree. after he left to Grayson McCall and stuff. I just think it's 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 always a risk. Ask Florida, look at Florida right now. I know, and I know. Does I know. not want to go down that route. They do not, they, um, they, they have the resources to go out there and pay for a proven winner. They're not going to get someone that has not coached at this level and done it successfully. Matt Taylor says Jeff Brom. I mean, you know, from from a success this year standpoint, and what he did at Purdue, I, I can kind of see it, but I don't know why he'd want to leave Louisville. Um, I mean, maybe more money or something, but like... He's but, a Louisville guy, though, correct? Yeah, yeah, yes. Yes, yes yeah. very much so. He's, he's a grad. He was a great quarterback back in the day. Him and his brother both there, like, yeah. No. Um, any other names to jump off? I don't think they want to go to the coordinator route. I wouldn't imagine that seems disastrous. Somebody mm-hmm. said Lance Leipold in the chat. I feel like AM probably thinks they're better than that. You know, I, I feel like I don't know. It just feels like they're they're gonna want something a little um sexier, potentially. No, Matt, I know Braum can't win a natty at Louisville, but you don't have to be perfect. You don't be perfect. Somebody said for being happy. You want to go from one, you know, going from the perfect cult person to a cult, get Dabo from Clemson. Oh, <laughs> uh, that would really show Tyler. Okay, you want me out of here, Tyler? Well, guess uh, what? I'm going to Aggie Land. Uh, that would that would be that would actually be incredibly powerful combination there. The amount of belief oh that God. would um, that so much juice would be huh. in that in that in that in College Station with those two, uh, uh, you know, head coach and, okay. and fan base. We need to get to the recap. Um, 
there's it's not a lot crazy. though to me i mean no i, I know like canon wise that's what i'm saying yeah. it's kind of that, that's kind of crazy like it kind of feels like kiffin and then like like again i don't think they're gonna be excited about paying a hundred million to hire uh mike elko Mm-mm. even if you think he's great like they're 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 they, they won't humble themselves and do that um go hire you need a higher coach who's won national championship they need to go hire mac brown it's the only way this is going to work. He won a championship at Texas, Aaron. Bring him back to Texas. See if he can do it all over again. Mm-mm. Um, mm. Not a lot of answers. A lot of people saying landing. We'll see. I didn't feel like it. Uh, yeah, hire Brian Kelly. I agree, dude. Hire Matt House. How about that? Anybody hire Matt House. Please, for the love of God, hire Matt House. Somebody, <laughs> any, just hire him, please. Oh. His eyes are too close together. This mm. is me off. All right, Urban Meyer. Okay, last one. Urban Meyer? Hell no. No, the answer is hell no. You know no, who's an interesting one? Too. No. Mm-hmm. Do you think Dan Mullen? If you, if, if you, can, if you know that you're going to be able to recruit because of all the resources they have at A&M and like he doesn't have to really dabble in that too much, just let the powers that be bring in the players and he kind of just does what he does. Like, Dan Mullen is one of the best X's and O's minds of all time. Yep. But he, if you look at his tenure in Florida, they, they fucked up the biggest moments kind of consistently, which I think may hold A&M fans back. Maybe not though. Maybe not. It's an interesting one. It is. It is. No, I mean, you have to explore it. Like you kick those tires for sure. Um, all right. Uh, so that Jimbo out in Aggieland, like we said, insane, um, Kalen DeBoer is great. Again, I don't know why Kalen DeBoer would want to leave. Like when you're having so much success and I don't think A&M would want to full commit to DeBoer until you see him. Like how does DeBoer do when he, when it's not him and Penix? Cause they were great at Indiana together. They're great at watching together. And I love Kalen DeBoer. You know, I believe in him, mm-hmm. but like, they're going to want to, they're going to want to see that. Um, all right. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, get the hell out of here. Take a look. <laughs> uh, Ox in the shop, go dogs. You put the dogs on top. Well, let's talk about it right after we hear from our friends at DraftKings. NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports partner of the NBA, is celebrating with an unbeatable offer. Right now, new customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for throwing down $5 on the NBA. Win or lose, like it doesn't matter. You start the season with an instant dub. And always remember the DraftKings parlays. Everyone's got a shot at even bigger basketball wins. So string together multiple bets in the same game or build a parlay across multiple games for a shot at making your payday even sweeter. Bottom line is basketball is more fun when you're in on the action. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code TBOB, T-B-O-B, New customers get $200 in bonus best instantly for betting just $5. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBOB, T-B-O-B. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for a problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort, Kansas. Licensee partner, Gold Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 or older. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. 
JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Davi says, seriously, though, please, someone give me a good reason why A&M's a good job aside from the money. Most of these big schools have money without the weird traditions and lack of winning. Uh, yeah, but you know what? Great players. But 
Well, and yeah, but the money's tight too. Yeah, you know, if somebody's going to pay you ten million, you got to at least consider it. Um, Mm -hmm. All right, let's get into, and we'll start. Isn't that what you guys do to each other? God, Mm -hmm. there was probably so much of that going on yesterday. Mm -hmm. We all just barking up. Even 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 Pat McAfee bought into it, Uh, and they bought into it so much with the barking that Kurt Herbstreit yesterday. Brought his golden retriever to the game. Had that his was golden cute. retriever walking on the field. Herb Street's golden retriever is having a moment right now. Yeah. He's flying on the PJ with Herbie constantly. Mm-hmm. He's all over his social media. He is. Uh, he is good looking. I mean, golden. I feel bad because Herb Street might be the hardest working man in football. I mean, he does Amazon Thursday night NFL games. He rolls he in a tired game. Last night, I ain't gonna lie, well, I feel bad. He works twenty four seven, and he's flying twenty four seven. And it's like this dog is his lone thing to fall back on to like mm. give him some love, and like it mm. truly is a support animal. Wow. Um, okay, but UGA beating the fuck up out of Ole Miss, Athens mm. at night. And um, look, boys, I know that some of y'all think I'm a hater just because I demand greatness out of you. And I want to see you live up to my lofty expectations. But yes, after the full volume of work that we saw over the weekend, your Georgia Bulldogs should clearly be mm-hmm. the number one team in the country. Oh, no doubt about it. And it was a little bit, listen, it was not pretty early on. Georgia, of course, first possession defensively, gives up a touchdown, third and 15, uh, check down, gets it to fourth and one, Ole Miss goes for it, gets it, marched on the field, scores. You're like, oh, man. And and I think it was 14-14 at one point there began yeah, the second quarter. And I was like, man, this is gonna be a hell of a football game. Like everyone's looking at me like, Aaron, what do you think? What do you think? I'm like, you know, my score prediction was 36-31. We may get there at halftime. And like Kirby does and this defense does, they kind of buckle down from midway through the second quarter through the end of the game. And yeah, it's still a defense that's not given up over 21 points this season at all. Like we we talk about we always I, I, we 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 give them crap because like oh they're not good they're not good they're not good. this is one of the best defenses in the country they're just not the what they were the past oh, two years oh just not mm-hmm. elite on that side mm-hmm. so like, to me what they did last night against Lane Kiffin and that offense and Jackson Dart and Quinson Junkins and and those receivers should give all Georgia fans confidence that you look at what they have going forward that may be the best offense they face the rest of the season. So you are right about the fact that uh, sometimes the George defense doesn't feel uh, otherworldly because it's not otherworldly. Like maybe the last couple were at times, but mm-hmm. um, you know, Aaron, that you're, you're, you're in that number. I, oh, yeah. I, I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't want to break. I don't want to break the code here and bring group tech texts on air. But when it was 14, 14, I believe uh, a frustrated message was sent along the lines of this defense is fucking trash. Who said something that? like that? You said that. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, dude. I didn't. Yes, Don't you, you call did, your boy out like that. No, no. No, yes, PG, dude. PG, PG, go in the chats. Go in the chats. Right now, dude. No, no, no. I would uh, never say that about my... I said... You didn't say fucking trash. You trash. Ole Miss are bad at tackling. I said defense is terrible. Uh, yeah, that's okay, about Ole Miss's defense. Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. Jeez. I misunderstood. My bad, I misunderstood. Yeah. I, th- I thought you meant UGA's defense. I thought you were having a frustrated fan. You said Ole Miss is so bad at tackling. I said the oh, defense is terrible. Okay, my bad, my bad, my bad. That's okay, y'all. My bad. That's a call me out. Put me on blast in front of the dog fans over here. Holy I smokes! I know I was. My bad. The okay, defense is not terrible. It's not what it's been the past two years, but it's it's pretty damn good. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's pretty damn good. Look what they yeah. just did to Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss, right? Um, yeah. I think that – so I read that Jim Nagy yesterday was tweeting 
that he's hearing that Carson Beck is going to return to Athens next year. That's what and I got to when I talked to Carson the other day, but I just, it's hard for me because I talked to him at the beginning of the season and I got the real feelings from him that he wanted to go one and done. And he's having such a good year right now. Yeah, he's really and if they win a natty. He's he's a first round. Like he's been a number five quarterback. I have him at two or three for me. I think he's a first rounder. They have him kind of like mid second. And I know the big thing is like, you know, he's only played one season. Like it's always hard to kind of judge, but you look at next year's schedule for Georgia too. I think they're on the road at, at Alabama. They're on the road against Texas. It's mm-hmm. going to be a significantly harder schedule. I just think you kind of, if you win a natty, you kind of take it and run to the NFL. Well, but he, but he could be the first overall pick next year. He could. And yeah. he's probably already making over a million dollars at least, right? I, I do not know that. I'm sure he's making a lot of money, and I'm sure. And I well, I'm you sure, don't pay him the players' lounge and then pay him a million dollars below to keep him in Athens. I don't pay him a million dollars. <laughs> I will say this: I think to me, and I like the backups. I think the backups are good. There's a there's a drop, and I think Kirby knows that. I think the staff knows that. And you're not going to hit your wagon on some five star quarterback as a true freshman to keep the juju going, especially with the season Georgia has next year. So I'm sure there's some workings behind the scenes right now of finding a package for Carson right. to feel yeah. pretty good about coming back next year. Because if you want to win next season, you're going to need caution to come back. And well, well, I, so I think this as well, though, like I don't, if, if Beck does leave, you just got to bring in a transfer quarterback. Everybody yep. needs to you every to. year, yep. unless you just absolutely believe in your guy, like Carson Beck, they really believed in him. Then you have to bring somebody back. But I've, I've really enjoyed watching the growth of Beck this year. Whereas you know, he's playing for the first time at first and it mm-hmm. felt like it, but you could see the raw flashes. And now there's consistency to his game. That is actually the main reason why I have Georgia number one in the country. And with the absence of Brock Bowers, those few games, it got McConkey, you know, McConkey came back healthy. Now he's rolling. Um, I just don't fired think, I just don't angry think. Let's, what did Ra Ra end up with since you texted me that he made a big play? What, what were Ra Ra's final numbers? Ra Ra two for 54. Okay, kind of. But he spreads he spreads wealth out. No, I know, I know. I'm just fucking with you. Um, no, no. George Lutrate. Dom Lovett had four for seventy seven. I just think if 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 he wins and if Georgia wins, and he gets back a first round grade, <laughs> I like. Are you going to really risk coming back for another year? To I don't think get, you think he'll get a first round grade though. I think he would. Okay. Uh, but but this, nowadays you kind of can because. He could make millions of dollars, and he's one of the rare guys where, for him, he could legitimately be like, you know, I could be the number one overall pick, which 9.9% of players are not in that position. Yep. And he could be in that position, so maybe... And he'd be, he'd be, he'd be uh, right there in the, the top of the Heisman discussion. I just think when you look at the schedule... But like and college, and he's already fun. been there for four years. I know, I get it. Winning like, is he, fun. He's been there for four years. I think there's also a sense of like, I've been here a long damn time. I did what right. I needed to do and win a national championship. Like, let me move on to the rest of my life. If I was making the money these kids are making nowadays, I'd have been motherfucking Van Wilder. I've been playing eight years. I've been like getting medical. I've been doing everything I can to stay in college as long as possible. Um, all right. So anything else on Georgia beyond they're clearly the uh, best team, especially with how Michigan looked. Carson Beck is fucking awesome. And, and Brock Bowers returned. Yeah, Brock, Brock Bowers good. returns. Like, it's just all coming up dogs, isn't it? Yeah, the Who's run down the track. 
Yeah, sing a T-bomb. Uh, I would be very surprised if Georgia's not number one come Tuesday night once yeah. again. Like, this was the final thing. Like, I, I, I has to move them. I kind of hope they don't so I can just watch the melt. But that's what um, Josh Brooks told me last night, the athletic director. I was like, you know, I was like, hey, Josh, I think snaps we're going to vote because he's been giving me crap. I told you this last <laughs> week. Josh Brooks, like, technically, like, dude, why are you guys hitting on us so much? I'm like, I'm not hating on you. I just, you know, we're having Michigan. Bro, we're holding, until Josh would just hold him to a standard. That's yeah. what said, and so Josh up. told me last night, he's like, don't put us at one. Don't do it. Don't yeah, do it. look at him now. Yeah, yeah, classic. Uh, yeah, they're clearly going to be the number one of the snaps top 10. Sorry, RB5 says how Michigan looked. They looked dominant. They did. But guys, this is okay. This is like when you do like a um, when you do like a top 10 list of well, that's what exactly what this is, right? Everybody in the top 10 is fucking awesome. Yeah. So when you talk about them, you have to find little things to critique that mm-hmm. in a normal setting don't mean anything because they're awesome. So, like, when we say, like, well, you know, Michigan didn't look as dynamic or explosive. It doesn't mean Michigan's not incredible. It's just that when you're talking about what are the – because these are decisions being made at the margins. Mm-hmm. We're trying to separate great from great, and so you have to criticize things that are great. A great win for Michigan, okay? After yesterday's action, I would take Georgia in a neutral site matchup. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Yep. That's all I'm saying. The weapons are the separation for Georgia over Michigan. Michigan felt like a team with a lack of weapons yesterday. Like, I feel like, I feel like Michigan and Ohio state right now are more even playing field, uh, than I thought. Um, all right. So that's chat. Oh, sorry. Ox yeah, in the chat. Aaron, did you talk with Stetson? Is he good? Really want to see him back on the Rams. I did talk oh, with Stetson. Question. He did talk with Stetson. Um, it was good to see him. He looked, he looked healthy. He looked good. He looked, um, uh, like he's hopefully ready to get back on the Rams in the next, you know, maybe a couple months or next season. So we'll see. But that, I think he, he's taking care of himself, which is as uh, as everyone knows in this world, like you got to take care of you first and be right. And to me, he looked like the best he's looked since, you know, quite some time. I but nobody said it better than Marshawn Lynch when I think he said like, you know, you got to take care of your mentals. Mm-hmm. And then I think is like take care of you, you know, then then the chicken after that. But uh, so that's good to hear on Stetson. Um, can I make a Stetson joke? Did he like, was he like pissed off when he got the award at halftime or was he happy? <laughs> Gotta get looking know? away from the camera. So I couldn't tell I wasn't <laughs> on the field at that point. So I was looking at like, um, all right. It wasn't any booing. At least there was all, all cheers for the, 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 the mailman. How about this? Um, I want to talk Heisman, not Carson Beck. You already know who it is. But first, remember, mm-hmm. November is here, and we are in the heart of football season, basketball, hockey cranking up. So many games to watch on any given day. But wouldn't it be better to be there live? It would be. And the best way to get tickets this month is on Game Time, the fastest-growing ticket app in the U.S. So if you wanted to go to Athens last night, if you like, bro, Death Valley was actually packed last night. 100K, mm-hmm. Shaq in the building. 03 Natty team being honored, baseball Natty. No matter where you want to be, concert, maybe whatever, you want to take the guesswork out of buying tickets with our friends at Game Time. You just download the Game Time app, you create an account, you redeem code SNAPS, S N A P S, for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Create an account, code SNAPS, S N A P S. It's $20 off download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. LSU mm. is not a good football team. Jaden Daniels is the best football player in America right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, in case you missed it last night, Jaden Daniels had a game that it is not exaggeration to say um, is unlike anything we've ever seen before mm-hmm. because it literally statistically was 
factually, unlike anything we've ever seen before. 307, let me let me give you the exact numbers here, but it, I think it was 370 through the air, mm-hmm. um, 220-something Two, on the ground, 232. 232 on the ground. 19 and a half yard average running, 19 yeah. and a half yards. Yeah. Uh, he, I mean, guys, so again, nobody's ever done a 350-220 stat line. Uh, yep. He's the first SEC player to ever account for 600 total yards in one game, mm. and he ends up with three touchdowns through the air, two on the ground. It's it's just like we kept saying, if you're going to be on a three-loss team, and they got to win these next two games, right? But if you're going to be on a three-loss team and win a national championship, you have to become a statistical outlier. Jaden Daniels is now making himself a statistical outlier. He is, and I do apologize. I'm outside, and there's like crows right above me. Can you hear them kind of? Yeah, that you, having to, that you happen to eat crow for your Carson Beck Heisman vote or Heisman <laughs> bet what it is. Heisman bet over <laughs> uh, this over, I, you over know what's Daniel. funny I mean he had the two awesome touchdown runs last night like the 85 yard long one I thought the second one was more the impressive. 50 yarder was even crazier because so he much nicer. the entire defense yes. <laughs> like that second one was like I was watching that this morning yeah. I was like whoa uh that was sweet yeah he he's a Heisman trophy winner like like, like uh, we said I was it's not and AJ McCarthy yeah, Don't give JJ's me fucking eight pass. JJ McCarthy's out. I mean, who no, no. else is left? Who it's, else so is the left? Threat, who truly so, is left? Who so is we obviously left. So we obviously talked about this a lot last night on my post game show, and to me, the threat is Bo Nix, uh, because he has the numbers. Oregon's really good, and he will be playing on championship weekend, whereas Jaden will have to be watching. You know who's also a threat is Milrow. I think uh, Milrow's rolling right now, and bro, Milrow looks damn good. And if they beat that, Georgia. Is the dumbest thing I've ever heard no. in my entire mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Cue the crows. Crows, start mm-hmm. up again, guys. Start mm-hmm. up again. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Aaron, he's took mm-hmm. like 15 touchdowns. What are you talking about? Mm-mm. Jay Daniels he's, scored he's had 10 touchdowns last night. He's, he's had 10 touchdowns in the past two games. I also don't agree that Penix is out. I think Big Penix and mm-hmm. Nick's are more viable candidates. I think Penix not, to bro. me has lost a lot of juice these past. We're few not. We had, yes, no, no, no. He, he has a ton. No, he's trending downward, but he's not out yet. Because they're going to be playing on championship weekend. Uh, look, I, I, I'm, I'm I would not put my in. money over. I would put my money on Bo over Penix right now. I think Bo. I yes, would agree. Like, I would Bo too. Is, That's what I said. Bo, Bo's the Bo, lead candidate. Bo is the lead candidate right now. I but but Jaden is so much better than both those guys. Jaden is having the I best know. season out of everyone. This is not an award that goes to the best player in the best football team. This goes to the best college football player in college football in America. And yeah. Jaden Daniels is that guy. Yeah, I think I think there's enough people reiterating that right now. Like when I watch shows, I look at social media where I think the, the people that are voting are going to hear that and get that message across their head. Well, well, what's, what's fascinating is we, we kind of thought going in the Alabama game that if Jaden lost, that it'd be like, ah, okay. But he actually emerged with more juice after Alabama. Like it felt like everybody was kind of like, you know, it's just clear that LSU kind of sucks, but this cat's incredible. And so when, when when he was still alive to then come out in a night in a game that a lot of people are watching because Georgia Ole Miss got out of hand. So all of a sudden, like a lot of viewers showed up, Aaron, at the fourth quarter last night, beginning of the fourth quarter when it's still 38-35. And then they watched Jaden Daniels finish off this just unbelievable torrential downpour of a statistical performance and they end up winning 52 35 and it's like oh shit so so um yeah i, I think jada daniels made the most of the stage and it's just it's i've just never seen anything like it and it's crazy i thought i would never see anything akin to the offensive dominance of joe burrow 
And here you are four years later with a completely different cast of characters, every level of the organization, and you're getting it again. And he's different than Burrow. Burrow was great in a different way. I've, J- Jaden is so he's the what, most what are the number of differences right now? Like total touchdowns. I don't Jayden's know. I'd have to look at this point. The problem is Burrow played 15 games and he got yeah. to 60 touchdowns. He threw seven mm. in the semifinals. So like Burrow also just started to like mega nut at the end of the year. Uh so Jaden will never if Jaden if Jaden played that amount of games, I think he I, I no, mean, he would he would, like, he would he would break that. Or get well, close to I don't it. know about breaking. We'd, we'd have to do he's a, on pace um, to get about 50 total check. touchdowns, though. He's on yeah. pace to get 50 over the next three. It's it's insane, man. And what and and, and again, I just can't stress this enough. It's because Jaden Daniels put in the work mm-hmm. all offseason. He was in the film room still. He does it during the week, three days a week. He's in the film room at 5 a.m. And he is um, you know, out there afterwards. Like he he did the work to make himself into a complete quarterback. I feel like they still have him as a second or third rounder. I feel like He's mm. got to be a late first rounder, like so, Lamar Jackson. So through three week, through nine weeks, um, he has thirty four hundred yards, and Burrow had thirty three hundred yards. Good God, man! What the fuck? Mm, 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 mm. Um, yeah, he's he's. I think there's enough people saying it. So cool, I think he's. Dude. I think if and who did they play the last couple of games? I know they got A and M. Georgia one. State, then A and M. So they, they'll yeah. beat Georgia State. That's whatever. But he could make you know. He, just, he, just, he doesn't get the la- he doesn't get that last da- data point when everyone's watching the you know championship weekend. No, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's what, that is issue. his that's his biggest issue. Is if Bo Nix balls championship weekend, that could mm-hmm. that could end up do- dooming him, which is crazy because we can all objectively say that Jaden Daniels is better than Bo Nix. Like if you yep. put Jaden Daniels on Oregon, what? They would be the favorite to win the Natty, hands down. Mm, um, you put them on. So, you put them on like any of the top five teams right now. Yeah, I think you yeah. say that. Yes, yeah. Ohio State with Jane Daniels. Are you kidding me right now? Mm. That would be a team, dude. Mm. So, um, congrats to Jane. That was one of the most fun games I've ever watched. By those receivers, though, too, are damn good. Like watching. Oh yeah, you know, Brian Thomas. Malik neighbors yeah. are incredible. We know Malik, but like Brian Thomas has been special this entire season. We don't talk enough. I at least from the outside world, like we always focus yeah. on Jaden and then Malik. Brian to me has been like, having that number two receiver like that that can go out there and win one on one balls down the field. Whew, Levin's good. <laughs> Brum's in the chat. He says A and M about the line with the Saudis to steal Kirby Smart. Yeah, they're gonna go full, uh, full live golf. Just make him an offer. They can't say no to Marty Funkhauser five dollars super chat for A and M to make this move. Now we better have a splash higher lined up. I, they gotta know. They have to feel pretty good about someone. I would think. Right, some 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 behind the scenes politics yeah. happening. Yeah, yeah, we would have to. It would have because to, we right? just went through. Yeah, like, yeah. To, to us, there's not a lot of names out there, so you have to feel pretty good about one of those two yeah. or three candidates would leave if you're going to get rid of Jimbo for that amount of money. Ooh, this is a good point from Alan. He says it took the kick six to derail Bama's three peak. Going to take something like that to prevent UGA from three peak. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, probably right. Like that. That's mm. kind of how these things tend to work. Like, I don't know. That's no, no. I'm just saying. That's why it's all. I mean, is like that's how it's. That's why it's so hard to win championships because some bullshit like that can be the difference. Between well, that was my one worry, and and I'm just right. Real, real brief back on the Georgia thing. That was my one worry last night heading to to Athens was if it was gonna rain. Like the last thing I wanted to go to, if if Georgia loses their first game because it's a sloppy <laughs> football game with a bunch of turnovers, like how crappy would that be? Like that's not how you want to go out. Like the luckily, fear it wasn't. Fan. I love yeah. the irrational fear of loving something. 
mm-hmm. or you love it so much that you just think about all the bad I mean, shit. How bad that would that have been? Like, like, how bad would that have been? No, like it's a it's a downpouring game that ends up being sloppy and Ole Miss finds a way to win. Like that would be the. I would say one of the worst ways to kind of go down. Yeah. Um, All right. So we're all, I feel like everybody's pretty much in agreement. Jane Daniels is awesome. Uh, Let's talk Oregon, USC. Oregon's kind of been. Does Florida make a bowl game? They win one of the next two. Oh, hold on. Let me think about it. Okay. Wait, no, 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 I haven't. No, no, I have an answer. I have an answer. I don't fucking care. Florida's so boring and so bad. Get the hell out of here. Hey, um, hey don't, Gr- Gr- Graham Mertz played well last night. Come on. You got to see it up close, personal. I don't. I don't. Uh, Graham Mertz plays really good against bad defenses. I don't know what to tell you. I said it before. I, I told you all the other day. If we looked at the defenses like LSU that they've played, they uh, averaged 38 points a game. And we said, if Jaden plays... I think LSU's I like I feel fine. LSU's gonna win, but Florida's gonna put up points. What they do, mm-hmm. they put up 35. Jaden played, they won. Like I, I don't know, dude. Mm-hmm. Um uh yeah, Aaron. Okay, chill out. You heard the crows. I already did. Aaron Bryan just here to watch you. I'm talking about Georgia clearing number one, having the best resume all of a sudden. Okay. Um, yeah, they're the number one team. Um, but like Ole Miss isn't that good, you know? Like, let's be honest. I'm just kidding. Relax, relax. I know all you Georgia fans are. I've seen so many comments online like, here come the Ole Miss aren't good takes. Relax, guys. Just enjoy the success. Uh, Oregon, USC. Um, Oregon looked great again. Yep. The game ended a little closer. Uh, is that one really close? Like, the score doesn't really mm-hmm. uh, dictate how the game was. Um, Bo Nix was great. The Oregon defense continues to be the element that kind of separates them from other schools. And look, I'll say it. Um, Washington's defense is going through it right now. It's really mm-hmm. bad. And Oregon's so I, got after it last night. Versus no, I, know, I mean, saying. they made Caleb Williams life hell, that defensive line. Hell. So I understand, like, I will not fault anybody for saying that Oregon will beat Washington. Um, I will point out that Washington's beat him twice in a row, both home and away. But, but like, I get it. Like to the, to our eye test, it appears like Oregon is maybe the better team. Sorry, the crows are rolling again. Uh, yes, they are the better football team, <laughs> uh, and, and they're just a more complete team. Which is why I, I kind of thought they would win the first go round, and it just seemed to to be on the road in Washington was just a little bit too much. But the defense, the defensive line, the back end, their ability to stop the run—I mean, they made USC's offense look pretty damn pedestrian for the majority of the football game. And Bo Nix as we just talked about, looks like a Heisman candidate. He's been accurate this yeah. entire season. He doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't turn over. He's playing like the 25-year-old self he is. Very mature, understands defenses, and puts in the spot where his guys can make plays. And he has some pretty talented receivers and running backs on top of it. So are, are they good enough to go toe-for-toe? Because I think that's a big thing everyone keeps bitching and moaning about. It's like, oh, well, they're good enough to win the Pac-12, but just wait till they play an SEC team. I do think Dan Lanning has built a team that is really good in the trenches. Like they got a great yeah. defensive line. They yeah. got a good offensive line. They got great skill in Bucky Irvin and Troy Franklin. You got a mobile quarterback that is is has been deadly accurate. So like, why couldn't they be more competitive? I don't know if they would win or not, but I guarantee you it ain't going to be like the slacking they took against Georgia. You know, to start last season off. Like this roster is better than they were a year ago. Bo's better than they were a year ago, and the defense is significantly better than they were a year ago. Yeah, I mean, all true, true on all counts, true on all counts. So, um, I think most people would say that Oregon is the betting favorite to win the Pac-12. Yep, I'm still rolling with my Husky boys, even though from a gambling perspective, I am 
deeply upset. I'm like a disappointed parent. Um, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll get into it in a little bit, but uh, anything to say on USC and Caleb Williams? It, it's kind of funny. They've kind of receded in the background here, but if they we had spent, off. I was going to say though, but if we had said before the season that they're going to be seven and four and Caleb Williams is going to be kind of, well, not pedestrian, pedestrian is not fair to label him, but he looked, you good. know what I'm, I mean, I mean, Caleb, no, no, I know, I know, Caleb I know, plays I know, all know. last night. No, like, Caleb I know. Made Caleb plays. Well, it, but he also made a bunch of bad Caleb plays. Like, so he's, like he's he, caught, he's caught in the trap right now where I think he, 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 as he should care so much. And I think you saw that in the emotion of him. I think it was a week ago when he was crying, you know, in the stands with his parents. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I, I hate to use the word. I love that, but it just shows me kind of the heart he has. Yeah. We, we kind of view him as like, Oh, he's this NFL quarterback and Heisman trophy winner. And man, it, it still means a lot to him. Obviously. Yeah. He's out there trying to do anything he can to will this team the victory because he knows it's a one man show right now. Uh, they're just, they're, they're, the offense is not as good as they were last year. The weapons aren't as good. The offensive line is definitely not as good. He's having to play hero ball. Yeah. And it's going to hero ball is going to cause you to make mistakes. But he also knows that if I don't be a hero and make those kind of you know Patrick Mahomes type plays, we're not going to move the ball down the field. Uh, yeah, and and yeah, so you're right. So pedestrian, like describe, describe you know, uh, excuse me, uh, Your Honor, can we strike that from the record? I never said that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Tell the stenographer, erase it. Um, but if we would have said before the season that USC was going to be seven and four. Mm-hmm. I mean, that ain't good, Bo. Mm-mm. You know, like I know it's kind of lost in the excitement of Oregon and Washington and everything, but like Lincoln Riley, this has been a disastrous year too. Mm-hmm. Really, really has been. And now he's going to lose Caleb Williams. And you think there's a way to keep Caleb? Caleb? Huh. What? What? No. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> like fuck no. You know, hey, it's kind of crazy. Can Caleb? Can Caleb? Can Caleb uh, graduate? And if Carson goes to the NFL, can Caleb just go to Georgia? Yeah, exactly. Here we go. Here we go. Shut the hell up. I hate you. Um, you know what's kind of funny? Did the Fansville commercial actually curse Caleb? Mm. You, you know the one I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Where, where they're like, they're playing with the idea of the Madden curse and everything. And every time I see it now, I'm kind of like, Ugh, mm. because like they're seven and four. It kind of did. Is this, is this the last game next weekend, though? Like, I, I, I know we talk about the whole controversy a few weeks ago of. You know, does he play the rest of the season? Like, yes, he should play the rest of the season. Don't you imagine? Does he play? This? Don't you imagine? Well, I'm just asking, but like, yeah. I think a I think a random ass bowl game is different than a regular season game. I think yeah, that's I agree. very different. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You finish the season and then you don't yes. play a bowl game. Who gives it's up saying like this is this could be his last game this weekend. Oh, is this their final game? They don't have two left. This is their final game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, wow. This is it. They're seven and four. Uh unless they have a bye. No, final game this weekend. They get the last weekend off. Versus UCLA. Uh, this may be the last time you see Caleb Williams playing college football this weekend. Damn. That's kind of crazy to think about, man. I know. Um, Brett Rokemore, not a surprise. Not a surprise. USC has no defense. Oklahoma never had a defense either. Oklahoma's defense was getting better at the end, though. That's why he kept Alex Grinch. And it just, well, mm-hmm. it didn't work. Um, Kilroy's, T-Bob, can Georgia beat Alabama? Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely, right? Um, they just got to go do it. It's something that Kirby Smart's only done once. Uh, but I would take Georgia. Uh, I can't wait. That SC championship is going to be awesome. I think we haven't talked about that yet. Like that game is now set. Georgia, Bama, Atlanta. Two, three weeks from now. Three weeks from now. You get oh, it's it's it's, it's 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 officially set in stone. It's yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Oh, okay, yep. let's go. Let's go, boys. Um, and then I'm heading to Disney the day after. Are you fucking kidding me? Be mm. drinking Epcot beers. Oh, cannot wait. All right. Mm. Uh, Washington, Utah, 
again, a really good win for Washington because they overcame a lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, early, you know, just defensive breakdowns from Washington led to Utah jumping out of the leads of that first half. Um, Washington had a pick six that should have sealed it where old boys running into the end zone, Aaron. It's his first career interception, fifth year senior, the pick six to go up double digits, going to end the game. The whole crowd's going crazy. He drops the ball, mm-hmm. not at the half yard line, not at the one yard line. This motherfucker drops it at the two. Mm-hmm. And then two Huskies run behind him celebrating and they don't pick it up. And there's one fat O lineman from Utah that knows and one safety that's flying in. And he's so much faster than the O lineman, but he's not close enough. Mm-hmm. And the fat boy comes up with the play, dude. Mm-hmm. That's why you never give up on the play, kids. Damn right. But, um, but but yeah, so it, look, I, I think it's a really solid win for Washington. Although now people are going to use the transitive sports properties and say, "Look what Oregon did against Utah," and clearly Oregon's much better than Washington because like Michael Penix and Roman Dunze were fucking awesome, and like the, the the whole cast of weapons were awesome once again. No, they weren't. The offense is not the problem. Like the offense is great. It's just yeah. there's not a balanced football team. But they're still in the mode of the same thing as we talk about with a lot of these teams, especially the undefeated. Win in, win in advance, win and survive. And they've done a lot of winning and surviving over the past month. I feel like we've been saying this every week for Washington. All of a sudden, like nothing has looked easy. Nothing has been sexy. They've had games where the defense actually did show up and the offense did it. Now they've kind of gone into the mode of defense has just forgotten how to play football all of a sudden. And this was, yeah. we said it last week, this, this was the opportunity to get the get right game. Because I had the feeling of like the defense is not as bad as what they've shown on tape for the past few weeks. You're going against Utah. You're at home. You have the fans on your side. You got a backup quarterback in Utah. You have a struggling Utah offense. This is your moment to get right. Just like people use USC as a get right game if you need to get going on offense, you use Utah as a get right game if you need to get going on defense. And you couldn't get right did not get against right. the youths <laughs> is <did> not get right. <laughs> very concerning for me as you look at the yeah. you know the, the, the Pac-12 matchup that we're gonna get and Oregon's kind of hitting on all cylinders right now. So hey, who knows? Listen, they you allude to it. They've won the past two times they faced them. You got Michael Penix is one of the best quarterbacks in America. You got very talented receivers, probably still gonna be a very competitive game that I, I would lean Oregon, but 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 again, win in advance, but again, win in advance for Washington. Just win the game again, football game. I'm not faulting anybody for leading Oregon. All I'm pointing out is that as good as yep. the Oregon defense is, two years in a row, Washington's offense has outperformed them. Yep. So like it is a very good defense, but Washington's passed the test. But it's hard to beat a good team three times, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. Wait, there's a comment here. I wanted to get to where we're. Where, uh, oh, Akinio Obi pointed out they shut out Utah the second half. That's fair. Yes, that is that is true. I yeah. forgot. Like I didn't point that out. I should have pointed that out. Because I think it was 28-24 at half. So the Washington defense did end up showing up in that second half. It's why they win the game. Um, on a personal level, it was one of the most frustrating gambling experiences I've ever had. Where mm. we, we we do a thing called the pontoon parlay on my radio show on Friday. It's very fun. We all pick game. We go in together. And all I needed was minus eight. And there was a dropped two-point conversion. Mm-hmm. There was the pick six dropped in the two, Aaron. There was a missed field goal with a minute fucking left to go up by 10 there were three fourth down penalties that killed fourth down conversions. It was like, it was just, it, y'all, do you know what edging is? 
it was it was it was gambling mm-hmm. edging. I was mm-hmm. not allowed to finish. Just couldn't get it over the. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What happened to your mic? Your mic, the gain just shot up immensely. It just got very very loud. Can you hear me now? Does it sound good? We fine? No, no, it sounds awful. Like we may have to actually stop. We got to you got to figure it out because we've got to talk Mizzou Tennessee real quick. Um, the bottom line though is Washington's still incredible, and or sorry, like Washington's still great. I don't. I am riding with my heart and my Huskies to win the Pac-12. It's going to be a damn good matchup with Oregon um, if they end up getting there. Um, and, oh, oh, this is the last thing I was going to say. I How do I sound, by the way? How do I oh, sound? You sound good now. You sound great. Are we good? Okay. Yeah, I think we're good. Um, the and and I has I I'm, I don't want to offend anybody. Um, and I don't know the like real. Like, I, I don't know, like, is it, what's the tech, best way to say, it? like Pacific Islanders, like, but, but there are never more vowels on a football field at any given time than in a Washington, Utah matchup. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are ta- an all time pronunciation game for, for just a dumbass country. BYU, Hawaii. I mean, BYU would be up there. BYU, Hawaii, Hawaii would be another matchup that could maybe challenge it, Aaron. Yep. Like, how much studying would you have to do if you were calling Washington, Utah? Oh, it's a long, a lot. Oh, I, I used to, you know, when I was with, with CBS, I had a, the, the Mountain West Conference. So I did a lot of Hawaii games. Mm-hmm. So I had to do that. Like, the whole roster is, <laughs> you're breaking it down syllable by syllable. Yeah, by yeah, syllable. yeah. Pronunciation guide is an all-time oh good pronunciation uh, guide. Uh, oh, it's a grind, man. It's a grind. Um, you start on the- Monday. Usually I wait till, like, you know, Thursday, Friday, if I uh, start working on some of the ones that are a little bit harder, but those games you have to start on Monday working on the pronunciations. Uh, Timothy Cook says, I don't see Washington or Oregon competing with Georgia at all. Mm. I did for much of the year, but God, the ascendancy of Georgia here I, is Oregon feels like a better matchup than Washington does right now. Yeah, for sure. I'll say this right now. It, it, I, it pains, I'm sure a lot of Georgia fans to admit this or say this. It looks like Georgia, Alabama are the two best teams in America at the moment. I, 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 I still Alabama think Alabama's a little really flawed. No, no, they do, they do, and it's and it's and it's Nick Saban, Daddy String. You know how I feel yeah. about that man. I hate him, but it's like you know, I pay I pay my taxes to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hate him, but I do give a Caesar what a Caesar's. Uh, I, I don't know if I, if I like. Mm, I don't know. Actually, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Funny. I mean, who, the more who things change, the more. I mean, who, who, I, I still. I, after, I, I, after we've seen from Michigan, Ohio no, State, no, no, Washington, I, I, I actually, no, no, I, no, I, I would take like I would take Michigan over Alabama if they squared up. One hundred percent, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I would. Where I would, would you like Michigan none. offensively against Alabama's defense? I think they'd run the ball. I think. Well, I, yeah, I think they. I think, I think they'd be able to have success. Like they didn't throw the ball yesterday because they literally didn't have to. I still no, wouldn't I have minded if they wanted to like be more aggressive, but like they just did not have to. I mean, bro, they didn't run a single pass second half, or they I ran know. one, but it was a penalty. Yeah, I know. Um, it was like twenty yeah. straight runs at one point. That's so fucking Big Ten. It hurts. Uh, uh, finally, Mizzou, Tennessee. What more can you say? About this Missouri Tiger football mm. team in mm. Como, who's the second best team in the East? Mm-hmm. Uh, great for you, dogs. Okay, that Mizzou win, quality win, jack it up. Um, I mean, somebody tweeted this yesterday, and they're like, you know, I I know that people don't want to say this because the brand, but like they were basically saying, I believe Mizzou's a top ten football team, and people just can't kind of wrap their heads around it, and. Mm. 
If they're not top 10, they're maybe like 11 or 12. Like, mm-hmm. like that's a damn good football team. And um, they were awesome yesterday. Just what well, a performance in front of the home crowd. What Cody Schrader, the yeah, D2 man. player, comes out there with 200. He's been great this entire season. Like he what was, did he do yesterday that's never been done in the I SEC or something? Uh, was 200 it 200 yards down, 100 through the air? Yeah, then 100 in the air as well. Five yeah. catches, 116. Um, you know, and they did it once again, like back-to-back weeks where Luther Burden wasn't a huge factor. He wasn't a big factor yeah. for Georgia. They obviously they didn't win that game, but were very competitive on the road in Athens. And Luther had his touchdown, I believe it was in the fourth quarter, just on a little snake route in the flat, caught it, yeah. ran the defender for the, for the touchdown, but really was not the a speed. Yeah, but, yeah. so, but this was just a game where, where, you, where, where we talked about Missouri last week, their physicality and what kind of surprised it. Like I talked to a lot of Georgia players yesterday and during the week, and they said, like, Missouri's a damn good football team. They're I know. a really physical team. And you saw that on display. Tennessee, what has Tennessee done this year? They've run the football. Well, they like, had 83 yards yeah, rushing. They were the more clear, physical yeah. team. They were the Tennessee more physical is, team. And Tennessee is damn good in the trenches. Yes. They give up the least amount of sacks in TFLs mm-hmm. in the league. They have the most amount of sacks, like second or third TFL yeah. in the league. Like, they, I thought that's what I wasn't sure about. And Mizzou just didn't do okay. They whooped that ass. Man. They whooped them up front. And it was actually Joe Milton's best game. I mean, you take away the pick six at the end, which the game was kind of already over at that point yeah. anyways. But like Joe actually played the best game I thought he's played this entire season. It's just he didn't have the help of his defense being able to stop the run or his ability. I mean, he was the leading rusher at 36 yards. You know, Jalen Wright had 22, Samson had 20. Um, they Their offensive line got whooped up front. I mean, whooped. And that's just, I'm not surprised. Like the what Missouri did last week to Georgia, I thought it might be a little bit more difficult because, you know, Tennessee splits and you can't put seven, eight guys in the box like they did versus Georgia. But they found a way to get after the run game with five, six guys at times. Well, and what's kind of crazy is, so I was thinking about this the other day. Like, what's 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 one of Mizzou's issues, right? Probably geographical recruiting. Like, mm-hmm. but 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 like LSU, they have a an entire state to themselves, and not unlike Georgia, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, don't don't throw Georgia Tech in here. Shut the fuck up. Um, and so that comes in the NIL era. That means an entire state's economy is funneled to Mizzou. And mm-hmm. it's a shitty economy like Louisiana's, right? That's one of the other advantages Georgia has is that not only do they have the most talent per capita, but they've got a great state economy and they've got no uh, Division One competition. Again, So like Georgia is like how uh, Dan Carlin talks about the Japanese on on his uh, World War II uh, Rising Sun or whatever it's called, where he's like, the Japanese are like us, only more so. That that is mm-hmm. Georgia, mm-hmm. Um, but but Mizzou has a a they're kind of uniquely well suited for sustainable oh. success in this modern NIL era, and and they passed apparently they just passed some law where like high school players can start getting paid or something. You can like get they, paid they, if you commit to the in-state university. Wow! Yes, big power move. Big power move. Yes. Big wow. Problems. Let's go, dude. Mm-hmm. Let's go, dude. Um, yeah. So, so shout out Eli Drinkwitz, man. Yeah. Got people believing and uh, should be coach of the year. You know, I was kind of between him and Lane, but I would, I would, I think I would give Eli coach. Well, of the year. I know they there's a lot of people that are talking about maybe with maybe this would be a fun topic this week for us to discuss, but, um, I was watching the post game last night after the, I think after the LSU game with, with that crew. And I think two of them said, you know, one said Sabin for kind of what he's kind of gone through with the two new coordinators. And the Miss offense. me with that shit, dude. Yeah, another one said Kirby, and then then I think Alyssa. No, 
maybe it wasn't Elizabeth. One of them said Eli, and I would go Eli too. Like ten and two at Missouri with your two losses are against those two teams, and and you were competitive in Athens. I think what he's done, and and listen, there's a lot of questions last year of he got the extension after a six and seven year, and people are like pretty pretty heady play by the administration. Yeah, very good, good call, good call, guys. Again, I, like, I, for those I, who remember, like the last last season was two or three plays away, which you said like, like they, they were legit. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. That's a good away. point. That's a good, that's actually a really like good a point. Mixed extra point and a fumble through the end zone versus Auburn. Yeah. Uh, that's a win. Like that's just weird stuff happened last year where that team should have been probably an eight win football team. And I think uh, the, the, the administration saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Which, but again, that it was not the most popular move. So good yeah. on them. Look at, look at yeah. very smart now. Good investment. Um, Brett Rogamore, these Bama fans are delusional. Mildew would be no problem for UGA. Mildew will get running for his I love a good dumb nickname that you just continue to use. I used to call Kirby Smart Kirby Dum Dum. I can't do it anymore, but it was very fun while it lasted. Dude. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Very true. That's it. You. What? It's Kirby a very dumb with you. Kirby Dum Dum. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll do it, y'all. Uh, hey, hit the like button. Thank you so much, man. Great numbers this morning, yeah. guys. I hope you enjoyed mm. it. Very fun. Mm-hmm. Jimbo out. Georgia number one. Jaden Heisman. The fucking impending Pac-12 heavyweight battle. Um, yeah, just fantastic. Fantastic day of college football. We love you. We'll be back live tomorrow at uh, noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern, every single day. Please, the road to 8K continues. So if you're new around here, hit the like button. Uh, I'm about to go to church as well. Busta, let's go get right here on this Sunday. And then I got Nutcracker rehearsal this afternoon, Aaron. And guess what? It's costume fitting day. Mm. Right, dude. Mm. They had to they squeeze had to, it. Baby. Squeeze in there. They had to, uh, they had to customize a... Um, they had to order, yeah. They had to order a custom costume for me. They've never had a 6'4, 270 mm. sexual ball of mass and energy mm. like me on that stage. Um, y'all are the best guys. We love you so much. We love you. Thank Pat Gunther, PG, our guy, always up early, producing, creating thumbnails, Chris Tran, Danny Cardenas, Adam Gracia, Christian Hunter, Ryan Brumley. Like everybody works so hard. So thank you, everybody, and we love you. Uh, hard to be Tindall. Jimbo's on the hot seat. No, Jimbo's on the cool throne because he just got fired. He's getting 75 million. Y'all have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of Snaps. The volume. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.